Welcome into Bills Tonight Digital presented by Hunt Real Estate, the official real estate and relocation company of the Buffalo Bills. I'm Maddie Glab, and the Bills fall to the Chiefs 38-24 in the AFC Championship game. It would be their final game of the 2020 season, but what a run it has been. So many positives to come out of this season as a whole. This one is going to hurt. It feels like a heartbreak loss. It's going to sting for a while, but there's so many great things to look back on. And I'm sure as we hear from the players tonight, they will be just as sad as all the fans watching to see this season come to an end. Such a special season. But with me, I'd like to welcome in Eric Wood as we break everything down from this matchup. And Eric, a tough loss for the Buffalo Bills. I know you and I and all of our Bills fans were pulling for the Bills to come out with a win in this one and head to the Super Bowl. But they just couldn't do it from the offense to the defense. They couldn't string enough things together to get down the field to score points, to have success. It seemed like a lot of things kind of went wrong for them in this game, and unfortunately it ended up in a 38-24 to loss. But when you look at everything that happened in this game from the first quarter to the fourth quarter, what was it that resulted in a Buffalo Bills loss and the end to the 2020 season? Yeah, when you have a matchup of two teams as talented as these teams are, and on paper, a pretty even matchup when you look at offensive rankings, defensive rankings, these are two really high-powered offenses coming into the game. Really, the two best teams in the AFC got to play for the AFC Championship. And when you looked at it and you came into the game, it was going to be little nuances. There were going to be uh, who could finish off drives in the red zone because both teams were going to be able to move the football. And you saw that throughout the game. A big factor in the game, though, was the Bills were not able to put the ball in the end zone. They had to settle for field goals, and Kansas City ultimately didn't, which allowed them to build a multiple-score lead in the second half and get the Bills to play in almost desperation mode for a lot of the second half. Yeah, a lot of the second half was definitely desperation mode. The Bills came out with the lead in the first half in the first quarter of the game, but then it went over to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Bills just couldn't answer. They tried to come back there in the fourth quarter, but there wasn't enough time on the clock to tie things up or get the lead. But let's send it over to our players. We're going to start off with Jordan Poyer, who's in the Zoom room. Uh Tell me what happened uh, during the course of that game. Uh, a lot of uh, plays to the tight end. We talked about that last week. What type of challenges uh, did Travis Kelsey, obviously he caught a lot of balls today. Uh, what was it like for you out there? Obviously, really good offense. And we knew that coming in. We were just able to to make some plays, create some plays, you know, like they like they've done all season long. Um, smart football players, you know, Travis Kelsey has been playing a long time, so he understands the energy, he understands the soft spots of these zones. Um, you know, they just they, they caught up the right plays today. We were able to leave. Can you, uh, my last question to you, you guys did a pretty good job against the run. I know that, uh, you know, you didn't win the game, but you guys did a pretty good job. Was that something you worked on pretty diligently in practice because of what happened in the first game? I mean, yeah, uh, you know, I think us playing a little bit more aggressively, um, you know, putting, putting you know, more guys in the box, I think that helped a little bit, but, you know, at the end of the day, they made more plays than us, whether that was kind of passing ball. Thanks a lot, Jordan. Great year for you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Jordan, um, obviously, it's fresh. You just went through it. Um, but can you expand on that a little bit? You know, you're not going to run out hearts right now. You guys put some in. You guys put so much work into this season. Just take me into the locker room. What it was like in there. It sucks, man. Like you said, putting in so much work. It's just a special, you know, with the guys that you're that you grinding with every day. Uh, and and to, to fall so short. You know, right. it's hard to explain, man. Uh, it's such a, it's, 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 we have such a close bond with our guys in the locker room. There's a lot of emotions. Uh, nobody wanted to go home today. <laughs> you know, uh, it's just tough, man. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you.
Jordan Poyer there ending that last sound by with the words, it's tough, and you got to feel for these guys, the sadness that they're feeling. Eric, you've lost close games before. You've lost big games before. Everyone knows how it is and what it's like to lose in, in some sort of way, whether it's a, ga a game or whether it's in life. And we're seeing Jordan Poyer as he's the first player to talk in the Zoom room tonight, and we can definitely see those those vibes that he's feeling. I want to add that Stefan Diggs wants they started the trophy ceremony for the Chiefs, the only player left on the field for the Bills was Stefan Diggs. So he's probably taking some of that in, maybe using it to channel next season for himself, uh, watching another team receive a trophy that this team wanted so badly. But being a former player, take me into their minds, take me into that locker room right now. What is going on? What are they feeling in this moment? Yeah, any season that doesn't end in a Super Bowl ring is going to end in disappointment. That's that's the nature of the beast of the NFL. There's only one team that's going to be happy at the end, no matter if it's the AFC Championship game or if you were eliminated from the playoffs during the regular season. It's always tough when a season comes to an end and you're not a champion. And in this moment, these guys uh, deserve to be upset. It was a, it was a disappointing loss, and and they are going. To, it's going to be something that they think about for a long time, missed plays here and there, mistakes, stuff that you wish you were corrected. As these days progress, they will be able to appreciate the success of this season and think about all the progress that this organization has made to get to this point and, and the success that they're set up for long term. But it's for sure going to sting in this moment. Yeah, I think one of the things that probably stings the most is the fact that they didn't put their best game out there. You know it, I know it, everybody knows it, they know it. Josh Allen didn't play his best game. He couldn't find his receivers. His receivers weren't open most of the game. The defense wasn't able to force those big plays. They weren't able to get off the field on third down. They weren't able to turn the ball over more. So I'm sure a lot of what they're feeling is, too, is you want to put your best product on the field there in the AFC Championship game, and you work so hard to get there and they couldn't do it yeah you're right and they're gonna have to live with that and that's that's how this this goes and you know after the Houston loss last year there was so much made about how that loss would fuel them and it did and you could tell by the way they approached the offseason you could tell by the way they came out and played early in this season that playoff loss stung and it fueled them i think you'll have a similar reaction to this one you know they were so close to being in the super bowl and they built a 9 to nothing lead and and were not able to obviously hold on to that and then there's just so many plays that they wish they could have back throughout this game and so yes it's it's going to sting in, in to your point exactly individually there's a lot of plays that of course they're going to want back and that happens anytime a game ends in a loss yeah, definitely. I will say it does feel a little bit different than that Houston playoff loss just because they were able to make it farther into the playoffs. But a loss is a loss. You didn't make it to the Super Bowl, so the season is going to end in a feeling of being upset and feeling like you didn't accomplish everything you set out for. But we'll continue with our interviews. We have Micah Hyde up next. Here he is. How do you sum this up in a season in which you guys accomplished so much to fall short um, in this way for a second time to the Chiefs? Um, you know, you, you, can, uh, you can always talk about the season that we had. Um, you know, winning the division, uh, making it to the, the AFC Championship game. Um, but, you know, I think that uh, that was good for a lot of people, um, you know, but everybody in this locker room wanted more. And unfortunately, um, you know, we got beat tonight. Yeah, no way, no other way to put it. You know, we uh, we just gotta execute better. Um, you know, we felt like kind of similar to the to the Ravens game last week. You know, having a hat on a hat and and you know the, the plays were, were drawn up. Um, but you just gotta win on one on ones. And, and today we didn't do that. You know, they just, that's a, that's a a very very good football team that that you you have to go out there and. Um, try to capitalize, get some takeaways, get some some stops on third down, and you, know, you saw it tonight. We just couldn't get it done, and and uh, it's frustrating. I understand that. Um, just what? How, how did things kind of 
once they got going in the second quarter, just the snowball effect and how difficult was it to just put the brakes on them during that third, second quarter run? I mean, this, they're, they're, they're a great football team for a reason. They're defending champs for a reason. Um, they got weapons all over the field. Obviously, a lot of people try to limit them uh, from giving up explosive plays up top, so they just run the ball, and then we try to, we try to stop the run. They got guys on the outside with, with 87 and 10 that, that can kill you. Um, you saw tonight, I mean, you know, 87 was open, 10 was, was you know, just catching these little short balls or whatever and going off. So, um, you know, it's difficult. They're a difficult team to, to play. Um, you know, like I said, we feel like we we came in with a good game plan and then, um, you know, we just couldn't stop the league once it started going. And uh, obviously in this, um, this deep into the season, uh, it's unfortunate, like I said. Thanks a lot, Mike. I appreciate it. Of course, sir. Yes, uh, good evening, Michael. George Radney, Challenger Community News. Uh, a question for you tonight is, what, what is it about Tariq Hill's speed? It looked like he just, no matter what, he always seemed to have a step, not only against the Bills, you guys tonight, but seemed against everybody. He seems to have a step and a half on everybody. That's, I mean, that's, that that's typical. Yeah, yeah, honestly, that's the player he is. And, you know, you watch him on film, you see what he's, what he's doing. He's... Um, it's like he's he's running he's running a, a different speed um, compared to everybody else. And tonight, you know, we saw it firsthand. Um, you know, for the second time, he's 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 fast. That boy is he's playing at a different speed, and you know, you can try to get hands on, you can try to do whatever. But you know, I just feel like he's playing some place running at a different speed. Yeah, was there any chance on defense to hit these guys at the line? Do you think that would have made a difference, possibly, to, to chuck them at the line of scrimmage before they get off the ball, possibly? Um, you know, obviously that's, obviously that's something you can always uh, go back and try to say, but you try to, you try to jam 10 at the line, um, miss, it's a wrap. So, uh, you know, I guess we understand that. And, and, and you know, 87 is a, is a possession-rich receiver. It doesn't matter if you get hands on him or what. You know, if 15 is on the ball, at him, he's a big body. He'll box you out. Um, you know, so obviously the stuff that, you know, we could have did better and I don't feel like it was the, uh, the calls or anything. I just feel like, you know, we just went on one-on-one tonight. All right. Thank you very much. Safe travels back to Buffalo. Thank you. I appreciate it, George. Hey, Micah. Um, so just in terms of, I know the feelings are raw right now for you, but in terms of the season as a whole, uh, can you allow yourself to feel that sense of obviously you advanced further than a year ago. You didn't get your ultimate goal, but this was a season when you look back on it, you, you have to feel a sense of progress. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, I, I'm, I'm proud of what we were able to accomplish this year. I'm proud of the guys in this locker room, um, you know, the ups and downs this season, not to mention COVID um, just threw a wrench in everything. It was just such a unique year. Um, you know, uh, I can talk to you about, you know, I could talk to you about that for an hour and a half right now, just of how unique it was and the ups and downs. Um, you know, the stuff that you guys didn't even know about that, that uh, honestly, you know, we, we, um, we kept in house and, and it was, it was frustrating. It was difficult, you know, it was difficult because, um, you know, coming in, coming in each and every day, um, you know, trying to, get a leg up on the rest of the league because of these um, COVID situations and, you know, trying to become close and trying you know, to have some type of training camp and get to know guys and all that type of stuff. And, um, you know, it was, it was hard. It was hard. And so, um, you know, that's why it's such a frustrating, frustrating ending just because, you know, we accomplished a lot, but it was you know, the way it ended was, was tough. And, and Michael, one follow-up, just as you either on the sidelines as this game was winding down and you, you sort of knew where the outcome was going uh, or maybe on the way to the locker room or maybe I know you you weren't in there very long before you came out to talk with us, was some of that exchange there and, and was was Coach uh, McDermott's message related to just what you described? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, um, just how tough it was. Um, the season and then uh, coming up short, that's kind of the message. Um, but, you know, I think at the, at the 
complex. Uh, you know, it was difficult. Um, you know, obviously on our home fronts, so, you know, my my wife and son have been, um, and that's what I mean, like stuff that you guys already know about. You know, they've been they've been quarantined this whole time, uh, not being able to do much. So that's kind of you know been a bit frustrating on that side too. So, um, you know, it is what it is, and and uh, somebody had to win, somebody had to lose. Micah, thank you. Great season. Thank you. All right, Micah, that's it. Micah Hyde there getting into what it was like to be a part of this season that a lot of people never thought would happen, playing football in the middle of a pandemic. But so thankful that the NFL was able to get through it and get through it safely with all the protocols that they were able to put in place. But we remember back to before the season even started when several players were deciding to opt out or opt in. And we didn't see too many bills be a part of that conversation. But in the AFC East, a lot of Patriots players decided to to opt out, but when the season got started, just to see some of the get difficulties that the players face, you know, you're getting tested every single day. You have to be very careful about where you're going, what you're doing. It was pretty much go to the complex and go back home and also ask your family members to live the same way for almost six months. And, and to see it not play out in the way that you wanted to at the end of the day is a little bit frustrating. That's what Mike High was getting into a little bit. But Eric, as a player, do you think you could get through a season like this, or how hard do you think it would have been uh, being a former player to to live your life like this and, and have to say so disciplined uh, to the rules and, and the regimen and all the NFL protocols that were in place this season? Yeah, there was tremendous sacrifice made from so many within the organization, from the players to the coaches to the trainers to everybody that's involved with getting a game going on Sundays. It's it's tremendous effort. Um, and for me, a guy who's lucky enough to cover this team, I'm extremely grateful for the amount of sacrifice that not only did all of the individuals within the organization sacrifice, but also their families, because they had to come home and trust that their families had not been exposed to COVID and that they were uh, living in a certain manner. So, um, you know, I'm extremely grateful for everything they did. And, you know, a lot of what makes football fun is the team aspect of it, the camaraderie you get. Well, the dinners at night, the hanging out outside the complex, that was all eliminated. This was truly a grind of a season for these players and coaches and their families. And I think you sensed a lot of that in Micah Hyde's voice right now. And like I just said, from my end, extreme gratitude for the amount of sacrifice because yes, there were some COVID issues throughout the season, but for the most part, the season for the Buffalo Bills went smooth from the outside looking in. And you have to give a lot of credit to so many within the organization. Yeah, definitely. There were so many sacrifices and so many things went in, in the Bills' direction in the right way, I want to say, because the team was so careful about the way that they lived their lives. We didn't see the Buffalo Bills have an outbreak or anything like that, but you talked about the camaraderie and Micah Hyde touched on it too and just the relationships that this team has with each other. And it's a tough season because – Actually, you know what? We have Josh here, so we're going to send it over to Josh Allen, who is in the Zoom room. Hey, Josh. Um, obviously, uh, you guys were dealing with a defense that you were familiar with going into this game. You knew the challenges that they presented. Uh, from your perspective, uh, what, went, what went wrong? I mean, one, it, hats off to them. Um, you know, it's a heck of a team. They had a heck of a game plan going into it. Um, you know, we didn't execute, I didn't execute how I should have. Um, can't perform well enough for, for this team. And you're going against the reigning Super Bowl champs who are 15 and one and the number one seed at Arrowhead and you don't have your A game, uh, you're not going to win the game. And, um, you know, that's, that's, what it, that's what it was. You know, just a couple of decisions early on, trying to press. Uh, I think in the second half, we kind of got things going a little bit better. Um, but our red zone efficiency, um, you know, sub for field goals when you got to score touchdowns against these guys. And, um, you know, it's, it's basically it. Thanks, Josh. Hey, Josh. I um, was wondering at what point in second half, first half, whenever it was, when did it start to feel like it was um, coming okay? unraveling a little bit for you guys where, where it got to that point. I, mean, I, don't, I wouldn't say we started unraveling. I just think that we hit a low there in the first, uh, in the first half. Um, 
you know, I thought, again, I thought we moved the ball um, well, well enough. We, we, we got down to the red zone. We could get the ball in the end zone. Um, and then we got down there, thrown an interception, a couple of bad decisions on my part, um, just the communication aspect of it too. They did a good job of being able to check out of their blisses and um, not really allow us any time to get back to what we were originally going to run. Um, but again, you know, it comes down to decision-making and putting the ball where it needed to be, and I didn't do that well enough tonight. Right around the two-minute mark, it looked like um, you were just staring and seeing seeing it all unfold. Just wondering, I'm sure a lot of different emotions were running through your head, but what what uh, was the number one thing that was going through your mind at that point? Um, obviously, a lot of emotion. Um, anytime you don't finish the season um, with the win, and I feel like that's the type of emotion you're going to have. Um, but the way it ended, you know, it doesn't sit right with me, the, how chippy and ticky-tacky got. And, um, and I'm disappointed in myself that I let my emotions get to me there. And uh, it's not how, not how you're supposed to get play the game of football. And um, all the other stuff, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, I need to control what I can control. And uh, I did it there late in the fourth. And uh, it's just not good football. Thanks, Josh. <clears throat> Hey, Josh, uh, I know you kind of touched on this a little bit, but just with respect to their third down play, did, were they getting exotic, or as you referenced, were they just kind of switching things late in the down pre-snap? I mean, a little bit of both. Um, they did a good job of making things kind of look like zero, and they dropped out and, and doubled a couple of our guys, and they um, brought zero from, from distance and, you know, um, just the whole operation, we, we weren't fast enough to the line. Um, you know, that's on my that's on my my part, and being able to get in and out of calls with the crowd noise, it's it's tough to do. Um, so that's that's why it's such an advantage to to have people in the stadium. Um, but again, hats off to them. They, like I said, they're the reigning Super Bowl champs uh, for a reason, um, and they were a better team than I. Thanks, Josh. Hell of a season. Thank you. Hey, Josh, um, touched on a little bit there, but the crowd, you know, Mitch mentioned that protection-wise it was different um, than a lot of the year. Um, what was it like navigating that after going through a season where you didn't really have to do that much? I mean, it is what it is. Um, it was tough, but we practiced it all week, and um, we got to be able to adjust. The good teams adjust, and uh, – no, I didn't think protection was um, you know, bad tonight. And, uh, again, just a couple times of me getting off my spot early and trying to force things. Um, it's really what it came down to. And I got to be better on that aspect. And like I said, I didn't perform well enough to, to help this team win a game tonight. And uh, scoring 24 points against this team usually doesn't do it. Um, so name the game, score, score more than the other guys. And, um, you know, I didn't give us a good enough chance to do that tonight. You mentioned the end of the game didn't really sit well with you. When did the emotions kind of start to boil over for the team? I mean, I, I don't think it was um, too much, but just the, the frustration of getting sacked and um, it just took took a bad sack. And uh, it is what it is. Um, like I said, I don't I don't like playing that way, and uh, you know, it's it's on my yeah my conscience right now. It's, um, it sucks, you know. It sucks losing. You hate to lose, and uh, just it's not a good feeling. Um, but I gotta be a better leader for this team. Thanks, Josh. Josh, it's Jay Skirsky with the Buffalo News. You guys uh, kick field goals twice in inside their ten yard line. Once needing two yards. Once needing three. Uh, were you pushing to go for it in either of those situations? Uh, yes, that's coach's decision. Um, and, yeah, we, we had three downs to get in there prior, and we didn't do our job. Uh, like I said, lack of communication, lack of uh, just execution down there, um, you know, it falls on my shoulders. Knowing the quarterback on the other side and the offense, you mentioned uh, earlier that 24 points probably wasn't going to cut it. Does that make it even more disappointing uh, to have to settle for field goals in those spots? Uh, I mean, for sure. Um, you know, they, they had a good game playing offense and defense. Um, 
and again, he's passing the league some. Um, he just he's been able to find ways, even with how he hit, playing a little hurt tonight. He saw that, but um, you know, when, when you're going against a guy like that, you got the points on the board, and you didn't do it. Thanks, Josh. Hey, Josh. It's it's obviously really early to to fully comprehend, but last year's loss to Houston was so influential in in your improvement this year and your mentality last offseason. What do you think you can take away from this loss as you prepare to move forward? I mean, just every every game situation that you're in, um, you know, you, you yeah, learn from like, you know, this one's not going to be fun watching over. Um, just, you know, it's not fun falling the game short of the Super Bowl. One team had to win, one team had to lose, and that's that's the gist of it. And uh, we didn't play good enough to win tonight. And I mean, it, it's going to fuel us, you know. And I got no doubt um, in my mind that we will be back. You know, this is a team that, that fought hard to the end, um, a team that loves each other. And you know, we're still young, and we're only going to get better. And that's that's one takeaway I got from this. And um, you know, we're we're close. You know, and um, I know the results weren't good tonight, but. I'm super proud of how our team um, fought the entire season and how we bonded together. And um, you know, it was a tough adjustment this year with all the coronavirus and the testing and the separating and uh, not being able to go over to teammates' houses and um, just the sacrifice that it took this year. You know, I'm super proud of our our team, our staff, um, our organization for that matter, and, and making this thing work and, and making this thing go. And, uh, it sucks that we couldn't return the favor and, and accomplishing what we wanted to accomplish. But um, again, I'm super proud of uh, you know, what we did this year. Got it. Appreciate you, Josh. Thanks. Safe travels home. Hey, Josh. It's Diana from ESPN. Um, you know, sometimes before you play in a big game like this, you don't. You're unsure of what it's going to actually be like. And for you, this is your first time playing in an AFC Championship game. How did it feel playing out there? Was it any different for you mentally? Was it any different for you guys collectively? No, not at all. Um, I don't think it was too different. It's the same game of football, um, same field dimensions. And we played this team earlier in the year. And, um, you know, just didn't play well enough. You know, starting off with that 9-0 lead, it was nice. And uh, we had to keep things rolling. But um, two punts in a row and uh, one was a three and out. And just... Made a bad, you know, bad decision, bad read, bad throw, and third down. And those are the ones I got to have um, in order to help this team move the chains on third down. You know, then going field goal, field goal, getting down there, throwing an interception, touchdown, field goal. That's that's not good, good enough to, you know, knock off the reigning champs. Yes, uh, good evening, uh, Josh. George Redney, Challenger Community News. Uh, Question I have for you: With the, the conference that KC was in tonight, did you did you see that on film at all? Uh, any of the film, or was it something brand new to you that they presented tonight? No, they 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 were wherever they were. Uh, a lot a lot of man, a lot of Tampa too, and then some blitz zero behind it. And um, yeah, I mean it's something that we we didn't expect, but you know they did a good job of getting in and out of it and showing different looks, and uh, they you know. They played well tonight, and, uh, you know, credit goes to them. Um, but, again, there's things that I could have done better for this team uh, to help us, and, you know, just we didn't get the job done that. All right, one last question. Uh, do you think the no-ho might have, might have been a consideration tonight to speed up on them so they couldn't make changes? I mean, we, we did that a little bit. Um, but, again, with, with the crowd noise, um, just the communication, communication aspect of going no huddle, it's pretty difficult. Yeah. Tried it early on, and um, it, it, I don't think it panned out too well. Just you know, it was—it's good to mix in here and there, but uh, you know we had to get into our our third down package too often tonight. All right. Thank you very much for your time. Take care. Thank you. You as well. The quarterback press conference is presented by Energy Mark, the official energy supplier to the Buffalo Bills.
All right, that was Josh Allen, and I want to get into a little bit more about what he was talking about, what he was seeing from the Chiefs' defense, because when they faced the Chiefs in week six, it was obvious to see that Josh Allen was a little bit confused, possibly, on some of what he was seeing, and that could have been what was going on tonight as well. He was making a lot of calls at the line of scrimmage, a lot of audibles out of Josh Allen at the line of scrimmage because of the defense that the Chiefs throw at you. They would blitz him. He said it looked like they were playing cover zero at times, a lot of Tampa too. So what did you see from the Chiefs' defensive plan and why did it work so well for them tonight against a really talented Bills defense that has seen so much success this season? Yeah, I thought the Chiefs' defense did a great job of mixing up bringing a, a good amount of pressure. We saw Josh Allen face a lot of blitz in this game and then a lot of just shell coverage. So they did a great job of going back and forth at times, forcing the Bills to dink and duck down the field if they wanted to move the ball. And then other times they got very aggressive. The fact that Josh mentioned the crowd noises a few times um, shows me that, you know, in a season where there was really no crowd noise until tonight, that was a huge disadvantage for the Buffalo Bills because generally throughout an entire season, you've worked together. Well, this is the first time he's ever worked with guys like Stephon Diggs in a game with crowd noise. And a lot of what the Bills have done at the line of scrimmage, especially to defeat the Blitz this year, has been done with voice checks at the line of scrimmage that as you were watching the game tonight, you could tell it was a lot more difficult for them to be able to do. And Josh talked about the no huddle offense because of the crowd noise. It wasn't able to be communicated as well. And they had to abandon it at times. And I think the crowd played a much bigger factor than I even I, even I personally thought going into this game. And, you know, ultimately, I thought that the Chiefs secondary did a great job on this super talented Bills receiving core, which allowed the Chiefs defense to mix in as many pressures as they did because they weren't giving up the big plays in their secondary. Yeah, they held our receivers in that first week six matchup. They held our receivers in this matchup as well. We saw more success from Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley tonight, but it definitely wasn't enough when you look at the yardage that the Chiefs were able to put up, put up 439 total yards compared to 363 total yards from the Bills offense. But I want to complete the point that I was talking about before we threw it over to Josh Allen, and that was the camaraderie of this team and, and the tough fact that they weren't able to hang out together like they normally do and a lot of times if the players were asked about them and their friendships and, and just the tight close-knit group that they had in the locker room a lot of them would say well last season when we were able to hang out together we would do dinners and, and all of this stuff during the week or on the weekends and we haven't been able to do that this year and so they resulted in doing a lot of hanging out over online platforms such as playing games together on Xbox uh, PlayStation, you name it, uh, they were able to bond over things like that this season, which is cool. And I think in a way, they might have been able to get closer together because of what was going on, because of the pandemic, because it was really just them here at the complex, spending a lot of hours, a lot of days together. Even though we were going through a pandemic, I think in a lot of ways, this brought them a little bit closer together. What do you What do you think? Do you think they could have gotten closer together? I mean, we heard Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen talk about their relationship throughout the year and, and how tight those two got overplaying video games to start their relationship. Yeah, there's a lot of parents out there right now that are uh, feeling better about themselves with how much the, their kids are playing video games right now, knowing that Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs panned out pretty well and that both those two really love the video games. But, you know, this is a special team and, and it's a special group of guys. And the way that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have built this roster and they call it their DNA, well, those guys are hardworking. They're high character guys, and, and those guys get along whether they're hanging out outside of the facility or not. And you got to see this team, and you got to see it more than I did being around up there this year, um, how close this team truly was. And, you know, when they got to go out to practice at time, they were almost like little kids dancing and having so much fun. Well, when you can't have any fun outside of the facility, the practice field becomes your fun. And I was just, you know, I made a point earlier about how grateful I am for all the sacrifice that everybody made. But, man, when you talk about um, 
a group of a lot of these guys aren't that old. They're in their early 20s. This is a time of their life where, you know, outside of the football field, they would they would be traveling in the offseason, whatever they may be doing, and they're hunkered down and locked in. And so you could tell at times, especially on game days, how much fun they were truly having just being able to go out and spend time with each other. Yeah, practices were one of the most fun things to watch this year. About the only thing that I could attend live were practices. We were away from the facility quite a bit, working from home all year. But, man, going to practices, watching those guys, like you said, dance together, bond together out on the field, it was one of the highlights of my week, and I'm sure one of the highlights of their weeks as well. So we've got some more player sound. We will send it over to Jerry Hughes, one of the OGs on this Buffalo Bills team. Yeah, you know, we had a great year. Certainly would like to see things happen differently tonight. You know, I just felt like me personally, I let the guys down. You know, there's a couple of times, especially out there on the field, I got some nice intel just from my film study and just seeing how they were aligning their formations up. I should have just took some shots, especially on that goal line. We knew that there was going to be a shovel pass. I got to be all over that. So uh, this is a tough one to swallow just because, you know, uh, we got to where we – we were so close, you know, climbing that mountain and to be so close and then to get knocked down sucks. But, uh, you know, we got a great group of guys in the locker room. I know we're going to have a tremendous offseason where guys are going to, you know, feel this feeling and know what it takes to get back here. So, you know, tip your hats to the Kansas City Chiefs. They play well tonight. Uh, my last question to you, Jerry, is I know you are a strong family guy. I've known you for a lot of years. With that thought in mind, how difficult has this season been to end this way, but also to know what you and every one of your teammates, the coaching staff, the organization, and entire NFL, just to play this season, uh, what you have had to gone through, uh, basically what you had to go through as far as your family and uh, to play the game also? Yeah, you know, it was a tough year just not having family around because, you know, they're my number one support group, someone that I... Like I said, you know, I find them in the stands, kind of give them a look before I go out there and just try to tear someone's head off. So, uh, you know, it was tough not having that support, especially with my kids being four and three. There's a lot of questions coming from them where they see people at the games and they want to be there. But, you know, it was a difficult year for everybody. I felt, felt like the guys, you know, rebounded well. We, we responded well to all the new rule changes as well as we could and just uh, fell short today. Well, thanks a lot, Jerry, and congratulations on a great season. Hey, Jerry, AJ Feldman here in Rochester. Um, on, in that second quarter where they got those three straight touchdowns and it, things just started to seem like they were snowballing, just what was it kind of like on the sidelines as it seemed like everything they could do, um, they were just kind of getting it done out there? Yeah, you know, we were frustrated, but we kept saying that we need to find a way to get a stop and flip the field, you know, let our offense have a crack at a short field instead of having to jog the fall or drive the ball the full length of the field. So I think for us, we were just trying to find ways to stop the bleed. You know, it's a high-powered offense, a well-coached team. They got a great head coach and a great offensive coordinator. So for us, uh, you know, we just tip, tip our hats to them. They came out and they played well. They were the better team than I. All right, thank you. Congrats on the season. Yep. yep. Jerry, John Morrow, AP, how you doing? Doing well, John. How's it going? Good. Um, in in as, as frustrating and disappointing as it is to knowing to knowing you didn't make it to the you're not going to make it to the next step. How encouraging was this season in knowing you did make this team made strides this year? Uh, you know, every year we talk about getting to the Super Bowl, winning our conference, winning our division. So I think as far as far as our goals, you know, we fell short, but you know the team. Being as young as we are, made tremendous strides given the circumstances that, you know, everybody was dealing with this this season. It was great to see the guys re respond well throughout the year and, you know, just keep their heads down and just take care of business. I think that's something that we kind of pride ourselves on. Is we try not to worry about the outside world, just keep our head down and just get to work. You know, we uh, fell short tonight. The Chiefs played tremendous ball. We didn't bring our A game. And so uh, the results stand as they were, but I felt like, you know, this feeling, we're going to remember this feeling in the offseason. I think there's something that'll carry us through. And just last thing, this team has learned it can it, it can correct the mistakes that it's made from the past um, or from one season to the next. So kind of building off of that, what gives you the confidence that you can match up with a team like the Chiefs and Mahomes in the future? 
I'd have to say the locker room, the atmosphere after the game, everybody understanding that, you know, when you come into somebody's house, you gotta you gotta be on top of your game. There's no slips up slip ups, excuse me, there's no times for errors or anything. So to see a young group understand that, especially with this magnitude of, of this game and being so close, you know, we're we climb that mountain and you know, to be so close to getting on top of that, I think guys are gonna use this, use this to kind of fuel our off season, especially at home where, you know, a lot of this work that we're going to do is going to be on ourselves. I, I feel like it's going to be a really good offseason for us. Thank you very much, Jerry, and congratulations on what, 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 what was a successful season despite this finish. Thank you, John. Hi, Jerry. It's Jay with the Buffalo News. Uh, you were able to get to Mahomes once uh, for a sack, but that was your only uh, sack as a team uh, of the game. What do you think about um, just the way that um, you guys were able to pressure him? Was it what they were doing maybe schematically to, to protect him that um, led you to maybe not generate as much pressure as you would have liked or needed to? Yeah, you know, they had a great scheme. Their offensive coordinator did a good job of moving the uh, pocket, we could kind of tell <clears throat> as the game went on that Pat wasn't as mobile as he normally was, so or is, I should say. So they did a good job throughout the game, moving the pocket, mixing up, you know, running past. But uh, for us up front, man, you know, there's a couple times where we had him in our arms and we got to get him down, you know. Their defense, they made those plays, and so that's why the results in their favor for us, you know. When a game is like this, we just got to capitalize and finish. I think that's just our biggest tool is that what we'll, what we need to do tonight. <clears throat> Thanks, Jerry. Yep. Hey, Jerry, Joe Biscalia here. Um, just curious because I think we all know when uh, when things like this on, uh, go this way, uh, Josh really puts it on himself and, and takes it hard. I'm just wondering what he was like in, in the locker room and, and being the guy that's been there the longest, it, it, did you have any words for him? Yeah, man, he's our leader, so, you know, Everything that he does for us has been tremendous. I, uh, you know, we try to tell him he doesn't have to put the whole team organization on, on his shoulders. It's a it's a three-phase ball game. We got to show up for him in the offense on defense. You know, uh, our offense went out there and played well. We got we to gotta show up, especially in that second quarter and in that third quarter we talked about. We just need to find a way to get two stops for them so they can get the ball back in their hands. Our special teams did a fantastic job of recovering an onside kick just to late in the game to give us some life. It's just, it's up to us. When you're on the road in a hostile environment, the defense, we got to show up. And there's a couple of times I felt like where myself personally, there are some plays that I saw that I studied film well. I saw some intel. I got I to gotta do a better job as a leader to put myself in position to make those plays so we can we can be on the winning side. So uh, Josh has done everything fantastic for us this year. He's got us to where we want it to be, you know. So for us on defense, we got to help them out. In a big game like this, we got to show up. When you're on the sidelines, when he's out there in, in the second half, you know, just uh, really running all over the field, just trying to make a play. What what's rolling through your mind mo more than anything as as you're watching that all unfold? Get down, get down. Please don't take a hit. And I think that's just me thinking the way I'm thinking as a defensive player. Guys are flying around trying to hit him, and he's the big, strong, physical talented runner and I know he can get the extra five, six, eight yards, but he does such a tremendous job with this arm of passing the ball around to our great receivers. Uh, so whenever he's flying around making plays, we love it just because we know he's going to give us our all or he's going to give it his all. And, you know, he's going out there leaving it all out on the line. When you see him scrambling around, making plays, trying to find open receivers, it's just, it's, it's fun watching. It's fun to be a part of. We just got to help him out on defense, man. It was tough tonight. We got to help him. Thanks, Jerry. Yeah. Hey, Jerry, Matt Fairburn here. Um, what'd you make of just how chippy the game got toward the end, second half of the fourth quarter? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a physical ball game, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, as a defensive player, you want to make the sack, and uh, I applaud our offensive line for having our quarterbacks back just because, you know, once they blow the whistle, there's no need to throw them to the ground. So I, I applaud those guys for that. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what a team, a family is all about. You know, we understand playing hard football and playing tough, but when you take 17 to the ground, you got to, you got to answer that. And so uh, it's football, man. Things are going to get chippy. So it's just, it's, it is what it is. Did you feel like it was 
chippy for four quarters or was it sort of the emotions at the end that, that made it that way or what do you think? Uh, it was chippy all four quarters. We played these guys earlier in the year at, at our house. So we were familiar with them. They were familiar with us. And, you know, it's, it's football. It's a, it's a contact sport. So, you know, we, we go out there and we try to hit people and jar the ball loose. They do the same thing. So a uh, chippy football game, that's, that, that's just good football in my mind. Hey, Jerry, thank you. That's it. That's Jerry Hughes talking about the game and the Bills lost. And I want to get into the defensive game plan here against the Chiefs. And we saw in week six they wanted to stop the pass and let the run happen, and they did. The Chiefs rushed for 245 yards, and this game is quite different. The Chiefs only ran for 116 yards, but they had a lot of success in the air. Of course, Patrick Mahomes is going to have a little bit of success in the air no matter what happens. And Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill combined for 22 catches for 290 receiving yards and two touchdowns. You can't let that happen and think that you're going to win a game. So how did you see them scheme up for their defensive game plan and and why were there those holes that Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey were able to have so much success also understanding that Travis Kelsey is really hard to guard anyways he's the best tight end in the NFL yeah Kansas City just has so much talent on offense and then you have probably the best quarterback in football right now uh, at the helms of it and so they're a really tough team to blitz because anytime you blitz them, Patrick Mahomes can get rid of the ball very fast, and you're generally going to have to give cushion or one-on-ones to their talented, speedy receivers. In addition to Hill, you also have Hardman on the outside who can fly as well. So they're extremely tough to pressure. And when you do, uh, Patrick Mahomes has the top quarterback rating in the league against the blitz, over 120 quarterback rating when you do blitz him. So you have to be really careful when you do blitz him. And then they have so much speed that you always have the tendency of playing off coverage. What Patrick Mahomes did a great job of tonight is taking those short throws versus off coverage. And Tyreek Hill was able to make people miss and get upfield. Travis Kelsey is also excellent in finding holes in the zones. And there were plays where Travis Kelsey was hit very fast after the snap in, in on shore pass. And there was other times, even with turf toe, Patrick Mahomes was able to evade the rush. And whenever a guy like Travis Kelsey, a veteran, a savvy tight end like himself, if Patrick Mahomes is scrambling around, you're in his own defense, Travis Kelsey is going to be good at finding those open spots. So uh, it was a combination of when the Bills did pressure, Patrick Mahomes was able to get rid of the ball very fast. And when they didn't, Patrick Mahomes was very patient. He never forced the ball down the field into double coverage and just took what the defense gave him. Yeah, it wasn't a pick-your-poison type game like it was the last time. The Chiefs had success on the ground and in the air, and Travis Kelsey is the best tight end, the best receiver against zone coverage. He eats up zone coverage, and he has 100 receiving yards on seven different routes this season, has eight touchdown or has a touchdown on eight different routes this season, according to Next Gen Stats. So he's had quite the season, was second in the NFL in receiving yards this season. So... It's tough when you're going up against some, some really great receivers uh, like Tyreek Hill and like Travis Kelsey. But we're going to toss it over to Sean McDermott, who is in the Zoom room with his comments as we close out the 2020 season. Sean, um, you know, offensively, we, we talked about it all week, about the challenges that you guys face with this Kansas City offense. Um, first time around, you said outplayed, outcoach. Was it simply that simple just because of, Obviously, uh, the talent that was on display here tonight from the Chiefs. You referenced the first time, time around, what'd you say? All right. Um, you know, the first time around, we talked about it this week. You had said, you know, we were just outcoached, outplayed. Was was that kind of the case again tonight? Because it seemed like their, the talent level on their offense was just, it was it was apparent. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, we didn't get the result we wanted to tonight. Um, you know, give the credit where credit's due. They, they played a really, really good game. Um, we got a lot of speed. Um, so... Uh, but this is a learning experience for us. Uh, that's how you have to have to have to look at it. Uh, we had a great season and came up a little bit short tonight. And that's uh, a great football team on the other side. Um, Stephon Diggs was up, the last one off the field. Looked looked real emotional not only after the game but during the game. Were you able to talk to him at all? And 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 how frustrated was he with you know how this one went? Well, like like you know the rest of the guys, he's very frustrated. You know, he's a heck of a competitor and. Uh, as are the guys in our locker room, and it stings. I mean, to, to get this far, um, you know, sometimes the further you go, the harder it is to, to lose. And, and 
And so it's, a, again, a learning experience for us as, a, as an organization. Uh, and uh, we've got to obviously get back to work here. Thanks, Sean. Hey, Sean, we've heard a bunch of guys already talk about how they're going to use this as motivation and fuel, and they're going to remember this feeling heading into the offseason. Just what are some of your um, biggest takeaways and things that you can take away from the season and everything you guys accomplished? Yeah, I mean, it didn't, I mean this, this, is, uh, this is a heck of a season. Uh, whenever you get this far, um, you know, a lot has gone into this season, a lot of sacrifice because of the type of year it is, uh, in particular because of the type of year it's been. And um, guys stayed together. They, they, uh, they love one another. They played hard for one another. And, and uh, this has been a heavy lift since day one. And, and, and uh, I can't thank everyone. Uh, at home enough for, for their support in the Bills organization and outside the Bills organization um, because this was not done just by one person, obviously, for, for how far we've come. And, and uh, it's a major step for our organization. Uh, so I uh, came up a little bit short tonight, uh, but I'm extremely proud of, proud of the team, proud of the organization, and, and thankful uh, and proud of Bills Mafia as well for making the trip, most of them that made it out here and the ones that, that didn't make it back at home and wish we could have... Uh, could have had a different outcome tonight. A bunch of guys said how 24 points against this Chiefs team usually isn't going to cut it. Those two field goals that you guys had, one at the end of the first half, and then I think like midway through the third quarter, did you think about going for it there on fourth and goal? Yeah, Heather, I did. Uh, I thought about it on, in both occasions, really. And, and um, you know, maybe, you know, if I had to go all over again, I would have went for maybe one of them. But the one before the half, for sure, I wanted to get points. We were having trouble coming up with points, and I wanted to at least come, you know, have something to show for it coming out of going into half, especially knowing they were getting the ball after half. And, and so, um, you know, I'll look back at that, and then I'll go back and reevaluate that, especially the one after half there. And, and uh, you know, again, as, a, as an entire team, we'll learn from this experience. Thanks, Sean. Safe travels back. Yeah, thanks, Heather. Yes, good evening, Coach McDermott, George Radney, Challenger Community News. Uh, congratulations on a good season, overall good season. Uh, but tonight, uh, my question is, was there serious consideration uh, for Kenny Stills uh, replacing either John Brown or Gabriel Davis? Because it looked like both of them, due to injuries, just didn't have their legs uh, tonight. Yeah, we, we gave that uh, long and hard consideration, especially during the week uh, with, with Gabe's situation. And then I uh, listened to our medical team, and they felt like Gabe was ready to go. And... and uh, and, you know, look, at the end of the day, um, really appreciate what Kenny's done since he's been here. And it felt like um, if it was close, I wanted to give the guys that have played uh, through the season uh, the chance to play tonight, too. And, and, uh, and so that's what we oh. did. Oh, you wanted to get to veteran? Okay, it wasn't that I was sticking with Kenny Stills with being a veteran player. No, I, I didn't say veteran. I didn't say veteran. I said the guys that had played for us during the season, ah. even though they were a little bit banged up, we evaluated them before the game. And I listened to our medical team. They said they'd be ready to go and, and, uh, and be fine. And, and that's what we went with. All right, and last question. Do you think they might have been able to, because uh, it looked like you were running the ball, had some success with running the ball. Do you think, looking back at it, might might have wanted to run the ball a little more tonight? Well, it depends on how you look at it. I thought there were times when we did get a little bit of production running, but not enough overall. Uh, obviously, we've got to possess the ball in order to keep their offense off the field, and, and uh, you can't end up in second down and long, third down and long situations because of the way they play. All right. Thanks a lot, Coach. Take care. All right. Thank you. Hey, Sean. Um, I remember last or last time, you know, after the Houston game, you said with Josh, it maybe got a little bit away from him. He was trying to do too much down the stretch in, the, in that game. Do you feel like that was at all um, happening in the second half of this game for Josh, where he was, you know, maybe playing a little outside of himself? Yeah, you know, at times maybe perhaps, Joe, uh, you know, there was a couple of times where he extended the play a little bit, maybe too long instead of throwing the ball away. Um, you know, Jess, Josh is a heck of a competitor, and, and so I love that about him. I think he'll continue to take more steps uh, now being in this in this setting tonight, and, and that's why it's so critical we were in this setting. Uh, certainly wanted to win, um, but what you take from this as an organization of – how you handle the week, uh, how you handle potential division of the next step, 
the speed and intensity of this game, in particular at somebody else's field, home field. And, and so all of that, just having been here before myself, uh, we as an organization, players, staff, coaches, all of us collectively can learn a lot from this. Knowing all the progress that he's made this year and how hard he puts these losses on himself, what do you say to Josh after a game like this when it's really raw? Yeah, well, listen, I just told him and I told the team I love him. And, um, you know, I think any any teammate of Josh's, uh, myself included in that, in that uh, you love it when your quarterback is wired the way he's wired. Um, he... he He'll put it all on the line for for uh, this team and, and his teammates. And um, like all of us, you know, I want to turn the film on right now and watch it. But uh, it's probably not the best thing, best thing for me right now. So uh, we got to give it some time. And um, at the end of the day, this is our measuring stick. You know, if you if you lose an AFC Championship game, um, that's the team we got to beat. Um, and, uh, and so we've got to do everything. With that in mind, this offseason. Appreciate it, Sean. Hi, Sean. Matt Fairburn here. Um, what went into the decision to go for two rather than take the extra point and making it a 16-point game down down at the end there? Yeah, we just talked about it as, as a staff and felt like that was the right thing for us um, overall, man. Uh, for what reason? Well, as you, when you're down the sideline, you talk about when you, when you feel like your team needs the most. You listen to, to, to the analytics and and, uh, and you make you try and make the best decision for your team. And uh, what was your reaction at the end of the game to see some of the personal fouls and, and some of the chippiness there at the end? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, uh, we're a class organization. We try to do things the right way. And listen, that's these guys, they put it all on the line. And so some of that comes up. Uh, it's unfortunate to see on both sides and uh and so i know andy was out there i was trying to get out there to try and um, do the best we could to manage the situation so competitive game that's what happens uh at some at some points in a competitive game like that thanks sean safe travels hey coach um i realize the chiefs are effective just about anywhere on the field offensively red zone though um you know you guys have been pretty stingy defensively in the red zone in the postseason to this point what what made the Chiefs so darn effective down there tonight? Well, they got a lot of weapons, Chris. Um, they got Kelsey, number 10, 17. They got a lot of speed on the field. And, and so um, they've a lot, they give themselves a lot of options, whether it's run inside, run outside, move the pocket, uh, so on and so forth. So it's a lot to defend out there. And then just with respect to Kelsey specifically, is he just he's just that elite? It's just an elite guy that you just have to try to slow down because nobody's really been able to stop him all year. Is it just a matter of trying to at least just try to slow down an elite talent, just a special, special player? Yeah, they've got, you know, they've got a couple of unique guys like that. Number 10 is the same way in 87. So, um, you know, obviously we've got work to do this off season in more ways than one. Thanks coach. Hell of a season. Thank you. Thanks, Sean. Uh, Adam Benini, um, what adjustments defensively did you try to make uh, in this game? Yeah, we, we talked just like we do every 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 uh, game, Adam, and do the best we can to try and put the players in position, make adjustments at halftime. Um, sometimes those adjustments are, clear, are obvious uh, by, the, by the difference in the game in the second half, and sometimes they're not. So... Um, I can tell you we tried to make some adjustments. We went to some man coverage a little bit more because they were hitting the ball underneath on us a little bit. And, and then you see the explosive uh, pass play to Tyreek Hill. Um, I think it was in the, uh, in the third quarter there. And I just wanted to ask you uh, specifically about Kansas City secondary tonight. Uh, from where I sat, that looked like the best coverage Josh and the offense had faced all season. Well, they're certainly physical. Uh, they're very hands of defense um, you know, they, they did a good job of mixing some things up they pressured us quite a bit um, they've got a couple of veteran safeties that do a great job disguising uh, in terms of what they're in coverage wise and pressure wise and, and so uh, again give them the credit thank you all right Sean that's all for today all right, thanks 
Sean McDermott's press conference is presented by Hunt, the official real estate and relocation company of the Buffalo Bills. Sean McDermott saying this team is going to get back to work and there's a lot to be excited about for this Buffalo Bills team and it's okay to be sad right now. It's okay to be upset, but I hope when you look back at this 2020 season, you don't solely think about the loss. You think about the 15 wins, the franchise records that were broken, a quarterback that's going to be the quarterback for the Bills for a long time. We will see you next season, Bills Mafia. We appreciate all the support throughout the entire season.